Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 32. Anyone out there struggle to remain calm when dealing with your teenager? It's certainly been something that I have struggled with in my parenting journey, so that's what I'm here to help you with. This podcast will give you really practical advice and tips to remain calm when dealing with your teenager because I truly believe if you can remain calm when doing this, you can remain calm in pretty much any situation. So listen in and enjoy. Welcome back. And I, first things first, I want to say I know there was not an episode last week. I do apologize for that. We were in the middle of a move and I fully intended to get an episode out, but what it took to move took more than I expected. So my apologies for not putting one out last week, but I'm back this week and yeah, we're in the midst of boxes and, but I did manage to find my microphone. So here I am resuming this week. And the topic this week is actually inspired by our move. If you have moved recently, I'm just wondering about your thoughts and experiences with it. And I want to say we're certainly blessed to have so much stuff, but in moving and moving boxes, packing and unpacking for me, basically, I just found it a really tough experience. I mean, I can have some perspective and and say, yes, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it just basically, I think it kind of sucks moving. And I'm certainly glad it's over. And so we've moved into a house that's not entirely ready for us to pack everything, but every day there's a bit more progress. So I am thankful for that. But basically, um, we start out with a pile of boxes in the middle of a room and box by box where settling in, we're clearing out some more stuff, we're putting things away so that eventually there's an empty space and all of the items are thrown away, donated, or put in in an appropriate spot. And what I find myself just wanting to do really is to kind of snap my fingers and then have all the stuff sorted out and put away without any effort at all. Like I just want it to be done and over with and instantly everything is settled. So how does this relate to parenting teenagers, you may ask, which is how I'm planning to relate this episode. So what this experience got me to thinking about was kind of the sort of chaos that happens during a move relating to the chaos that happens in the teenage brain during this developmental phase. And how, because that part of parenting is difficult, it really is, it's, it's, it's difficult. There's ups and downs with everything. And I've always kind of described my parenting journey as like the best, hardest thing I've ever done because there's always, always ups and downs and it's never been for me all just one emotion. It's kind of been, it's hard and it's great and all of that happening at once. But basically, um, I was thinking about moving and and the process involved in that and much like 
moving, I sometimes think that we want to just kind of skip the difficulty of the teenagers, like the teenager, the teenage years, I guess, because the way we talk about it is like, yeah, it's rough. And it's true. It is, it is rough. And the same with, you know, moving, packing up boxes, looking at things that you don't necessarily want to look at. So, um, with the teenagers, we kind of have the cute years when they're little and they listen to us and they want to be with us all the time. And then we get into these teenage years and then we just kind of, as they are growing up and getting to be older and more adult sized bodies, we sort of start thinking, I believe that they're should be at an adult phase in their brain too. But what we don't realize is all the things that are happening during the teenage years, which is kind of what I'm describing as sort of the chaos of what happens when we move. So the teenage brains are doing a sort of moving to new places kind of thing. They're sorting and unpacking and opening a new chapter of their own during this time of their lives. And their brains are literally like pruning away what's not needed. Their brains are also in a phase of learning and like learning a lot of new things and sorting out what is needed, making new connections and connections and decisions, and also adjusting to a new body, environment, different hormones, and all these things are happening at once. And so they're also growing in, I just said this too, but they're also growing into bigger bodies, which sometimes we mistakenly believe once they look like adults, that they should always act like adults, which simply isn't true. Like I find, and why that comes up for me is I found myself when I was looking at my teenagers kind of thinking, well, they're, they look like they're grown up and they're doing all sorts of these grown up things. But then there's these things that they do that are just have me like scratching my head and thinking, what were they thinking? And this is what led me to try to understand what's actually going on in their brains during this developmental phase, which was super helpful in order for me to understand what actually was happening. So this part is, it's hard work, it's necessary for um, everybody to go through these developmental phases. And it's also necessary for us to remind ourselves about what's happening with them so we can have a better understanding of what's going on. So this is actually some of these um, facts that I'm talking about are taken from a book that I read called The Teenage Brain. And I highly recommend looking into any sort of explanation about what's happening with a teenager's brain during this time because that will help you understand what's happening. So I'm going to try to summarize it because in the book that the that I read, there are, is a lot of neuroscience. And I like to kind of distill information down into something that's quite a bit more usable and not saying it's not useful to look at all the neuroscience, absolutely. But for me, it's helpful just to sort of take what I can from this information and kind of figure out how it's supposed to help me. So essentially help me and my teenager, of course, but help me as a parent manage these, these teenage years. So 
um, what is essentially happening, like I said, is their brains are learning so much new knowledge. They're also pruning away a lot of the stuff that's not necessary. So they're in a phase where they're prone to taking much, uh, many more risks and also not thinking through decisions, even though they do have the ability to be rational, that prefrontal cortex. So that's the executive function or the brain that makes good, wise decisions ahead of time is not fully formed at this point. And it's, it's growing, it's getting there, but it's not fully formed. So when we see some of the behavior, then we can not just assume that it's something that we did wrong as a parent or something that's fundamentally flawed in our teenager. So that is super helpful to know that it's a developmental stage and not just to say that there's nothing we can do about it, but just understanding that they still need our guidance when all this chaos is happening and they still need our support and some boundaries and to understand and kind of say, um, like offer our advisement when the decisions they make are super ridiculous. And that, that happens. I saw a comedy show. It was, um, Dana Carvey on Netflix and there was a section of his comedy show and it talked about his sons or his son wanting to drive, like, I don't know how many hours, like 15 hours across (laughs) to some place, go skiing for 10 minutes and have like 15 people in the car and then go skiing for 10 minutes and drive back. And then he had to say as a parent, no, that's not ridiculous or that's ridiculous. You're not doing that. So these are some of the decisions that we are going to maybe chime in on and just question some of the decision-making that's going on. So this developmental phase is certainly not to say that we just step back and let whatever happen happen. We need to understand it and then we can actually do something to help as much we as much as we can and support our teenagers through this chaotic time. Okay? So how does So basically, how do we use the moving, packing, and unpacking metaphor? I'm just kind of using it as a metaphor to help us through the teenage years. So what I would suggest is much like a move, understand this period in our teenagers' lives as an important transition stage. And that as with most transitions come with work and challenges. So just basically understanding that this phase can be hard work and it can be challenging. And because it's hard work and challenging doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. I think sometimes we believe that parenting shouldn't be hard or challenging. And that thought isn't particularly helpful to us. Like this shouldn't be so hard or why is this so hard? Those aren't really great questions to ask yourself when you're thinking about the parenting journey. Sometimes it's more useful to say something to yourself like, this is hard work, but it's work I value and I'm doing the best that I can with what I know right now. So the other thing I would offer is that know the important work that's happening behind the scenes in the teenage brain as 
a normal developmental phase which we can help support. And also, much like the boxes that we don't want to look at when we're unpacking, and I can tell you that from experience in this past week, there's boxes that I have that I don't want to look at because I know it's going to be emotionally difficult to make a decision about what I want to do with these boxes. And anytime we have to face sort of uncomfortable emotional decisions, we just don't want to look at it. But that doesn't mean the box goes away. It doesn't mean we don't have to deal with it at some point unless we just decide that somebody else deals with it after we're gone. Um, Most of those boxes for me are things like nostalgic things or my kids' old papers and artwork and all the things that I think are so cute that I don't want to get rid of. So, But those boxes remain there and we need to understand that it's better to face and look at those boxes and deal with them in some way as well as facing the difficult emotions that come up when we are helping our teenagers through this time in their lives and also helping ourselves through this time because it means that as they are shifting and changing in their developmental process we also need to shift and change as parents to go along with them what we did and the work we did with them as parents to get them to the point of being a teenager when they were younger, that's a different parenting role. We sort of transitioned from being the the kind of the manager of everything to shifting into more of a coaching role when our teenagers, when they, when our children hit those teenage years. So looking at emotions and facing difficult emotions and allowing them to be there. And also I'll just offer that the thought of opening that box that you don't want to look at or facing that emotion is usually much worse than actually doing it. So the anticipation of how bad it's going to be is often way worse than actually taking action and doing something about it. And we also need to be prepared, much like the packing moving process, to to let go of some thoughts. So much like it's helpful to let go of some physical things, like the stuff that we have in order to make room for new things or just some space, there's also um, a part of teenagers transitioning that there's a grief there that happens in the teenagers as we let go of the person that they used to be. Like we think about our our teenagers as kind of these alien beings and then oh they were so cute where did that little boy where did that little girl go they they, you know they they were so different and sort of there is a letting go of the person that they used to be and understand the changes in them as they become who they are meant to be and sort of get curious and make space for who they are becoming and how they are changing and how they are growing. So we must we must let go of the old and to allow the new and to create new space for change to happen and to adjust to our new surroundings. And this letting go though, I'm not suggesting that it's easy and doesn't come with sadness and but understanding it as as some grief and sadness for things that aren't going to be the same. Allow space for that within yourself. And allow that to be okay as well. And if you understand it as as a bit of gr- uh, grief and loss, then you can be more compassionate with yourself when these feelings and emotions come up. And 
again, if those negative feelings come up, identify what they are and try to name what the emotion is and allow for the space of it to be there. And again, nothing's gone wrong if you're feeling negative emotion, okay? So also just understanding that change can be exciting and hard all at the same time. The teenage years are a huge time for big changes and a necessary time that although we may be tempted to want to snap our fingers and skip it, just like the moving process that I'm in right now, we need to go through it because of the people will be, we will become as parents in the process, as well as the relationship that develops with our teenagers as a result. So that's how I'm relating it. I hope that made some sense. I try to look at the experiences I'm going through and think about how I can relate them to challenges in my life. And not that I want to gloss over and make everything good. Sometimes things just suck. And you can allow yourself to feel that too. Like you just say this, I'm not loving this right now. And you don't, I don't want you to bright side everything. And I want um, space to be allowed for all the feelings, however you feel about what you're going through. And that doesn't mean you're going to be sitting in that space forever. It kind of just allows the emotions and the feelings to come through you. And then you don't push them down so that they'll pop up later, like that beach ball that you try to put down and it pops up and whacks you in the face. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. Please let me know what you thought of this episode and please rate and review the podcast. It really helps. And also, if you think this episode might be helpful to somebody else, I would really appreciate it if you would share it around so I can get my uh, messaging out to other people, to other parents who may need to be hearing this today. So I thank you so much for listening, for taking your precious time to listen to what I have to say. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I have something to offer you. And that is a video that I have made to help if you've ever lost it on your teenager. And I made this video because I think this is something that we all struggle with as parents or caregivers of teenagers. We all struggle with it as parents or caregivers of children of any age, really. And I made the video to explain why we do this, what to do if it's happened to you, and just to give you some support with this situation and release the shame and blame of it all. And I hope that you find it so helpful. So how do you get it? If you go to the show notes of the podcast and click the link that says grab your free video here, it will take you to a page to sign up and the, the video will be delivered straight to your inbox. So I hope you enjoy it and have a great day.